So this is episode nine of Always Swo, the podcast on the budget. I'm excited to welcome our guest, who is a Canada native and sunset enthusiast. Razan, what's good? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You know, chilling in Philly. You know the vibes. Yeah, um, looks very fun. Yeah, it's been it's been a cool semester. Uh, pretty unique, but I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to be out here. Because, I mean, you know, some people are stuck at home, and like I've been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A. Oh, Exhibit A. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's definitely not easy. So. Um, not, yeah. yeah, just excited to be out here. What about you? How's it been? How's this last semester been for you? I don't know. I survived. So that, that's a good thing. It was pretty tough, honestly. I think, you know, just being online anyways is tough because you don't have that human interaction. So it really doesn't feel like uni at all. But I think for me, what was worse was the time difference because obviously I'm still in Abu Dhabi. So eight hours ahead, I've had like all these late night classes and I've had exams at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., which are um, pretty horrendous times. So I don't know. I'm just excited to hopefully, fingers crossed, be there in the fall, but we'll see. In Toronto, yeah. Uh, just for, for a bit of context, you go to the University of Toronto. So uh, yeah. did, did they allow, because we had Rusha on the last episode and he talked about the similar struggles he's facing, you know, or he faced, because I think by this time, by the time this episode comes out, your semester will be over. So he I'm talked about, done. oh, you're already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah he told me that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, yeah. there I was gonna say was um he was talking about Rusha was talking about his struggles, you know, dealing with that difference. Did they say that no one was allowed to come back, or did you just choose to stay at home? So I think all the classes are online. Like there's no in-person classes. I think some people were allowed to come and just live in the residence, but mostly everything was closed. So it was really up to you. I feel like. Um, there's multiple UFC campuses, like the downtown one, I think was same sort of thing. Like the classes were online, but more people were actually on campus. Um, I just chose to stay home because I just didn't really feel like a point of going because it gets really cold there as well. So if I'm just going to be there in the winter, stuck in my dorm the whole time, like it didn't really seem like it was worth it. You know what I mean? So mm. yeah. Is Rushal there right now? No, he's no. Uh, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. 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 So I mean, all the Toronto kids are just here. Yeah, stuck in the sand pit. I know. Yeah. But, oh well, it's okay. It has its positives as well. Yeah, free them out in cages. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is something that uh, we touched on in episode eight as well. Like you, you even talked about it just now, just dealing with that difference in time. How was that like? I mean. Oh my gosh! I think I've always been someone who's had a really bad sleeping schedule, but that was just exaggerated even more by this so i i've just been having almost nocturnal you know sleeping really late waking up really late as well um yeah i i don't really know it was it was tough for sure hmm. yeah i've been there done that yeah you know no, yeah your first semester is online as well so you know exactly what i'm talking about it was just yeah it was crazy I, but i would yeah, say sorry, sorry it's just i would say the first week was tough uh, I, I had to learn how to adapt. That was pretty difficult. But then after that, it just kind of became routine. But it's still, even yeah. though I, I became used to it, it still was kind of weird. And there are certain things I wouldn't like doing at certain times. Like for example, I don't mind having class at two a.m. Sorry, no, I don't. I don't mind doing homework at five a.m. Right? 
but I don't like being in office hours at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's, it uses a different part of my, my brain that I don't like using at that time for some reason. I know. And I think it was also tough for me as well because a lot of my friends are still here as well. So I still have them all here, but they, they're they all in the UK um, and one of them's on a gap year. So they still have their sort of normal schedule. And I was the only one who had this like weird, crazy nocturnal night schedule. And so they would all kind of like make fun of me and be like, oh, you wake up so late and whatever else. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just feels really weird, like you said, but I think this whole year has just been like that. So you just kind of come to terms with it, I guess. Yeah, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Exactly, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just for a bit of context, usually I offer context at the beginning of episode as like who, who the guest is, but I mean, I guess we took an unconventional path today. <laughs> but you, we both went to the same school I think you probably joined, don't quote me on this, but maybe 2014? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so right. you joined. <laughs> yeah, I was, it turns out I was right. It was just because I've seen so many people go through the school because I was there I in the first year. And we had a lot of like people coming and going like in the earlier years, so it's hard to keep a stop on like who came when, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton of turnover when it comes to just people coming in, going out. So I'm yeah. glad I got that right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you came in 2014. I was there in 2011. We graduated in 2020. So we were in we were in quite a few of the same classes over that time span: yeah. geography, business, Arabic for a bit, chemistry, economics for a little bit, oh, math yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, a lot of the science classes we had together, like chemistry. Yeah, sciences, yeah. yeah. But yeah, physics as well. Yeah, that's true. So a lot of the same, we shared a lot of the same classes now that I think about yeah. it. And yeah, we just became friends and uh, we're here on the podcast. We were Fast also forward. neighbors. We shared a backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool as well. There were times yeah. where I needed to borrow textbooks from Timmy and he would just chuck them over the fence in the backyard. It was pretty convenient, so... Yeah, they call me the plug. Right. <laughs> yes, you are the plug. Yeah, a lot of people from Brighton moved to my hood because, you know, I was yeah. I was there first, so I call it my we all hood. Came, but... We all came because of you, Timmy. We were like, we want to move there because Timmy's there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all made the right decision. Did... Yeah, but we did actually have a lot of Brighton people in the compound. Mm. There's a little, little society, a little Brighton society in there. Yeah. And started with yours truly. They, yeah. they just came. They just came the OG. walking. The OG. Yeah, but I wanted to. So, did you come to Abu Dhabi from Toronto? I was actually born here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I was born here. I moved to Canada when I was six, and then came back after I think another six years. So it was a bit of back and forth. Mm, okay, and when you were in Canada, you were just living in. The six, right? Toronto. Yeah. So, no, actually Toronto. I just say Toronto because people know Toronto. <laughs> but I was from oh. a little city called Oakville. It's, it's close to Toronto. It's like 20 minute drive. Um, mm. But yeah. Okay. So you're one of those people who are like, I'm not, I'm from there, <laughs> but I'm not really from there. It's like, it's like when you tell people, oh, I live in Dubai because a couple of years, like, I feel like now people know Abu Dhabi, but a couple of years ago, people didn't know what Abu Dhabi was. So you would just say Dubai. It's the same sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, these days I say Abu Dhabi, but 
even when I say Abu Dhabi, somehow like the next time they meet me, they're like, "Oh, dude, you're from Dubai? That's so cool." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, we're not from Dubai." <laughs> yeah. But I've I once told so sometimes people don't know what Abu Dhabi is. But the other day I was talking to someone and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Abu Dhabi." And he's like, "Oh, from the Fast and Furious movie." And I was like, "Yes, that's the one." So I think people now know what it is. I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty pretty memorable uh, place to film. And Abu Dhabi is a it's a hub for a lot of a lot of those I don't like using this word, but exotic kind of activities. That's why you see a lot of UFC fights happening on Yaz Island. You see people from the UK, celebrities from the UK coming to the UAE to, you know, party and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. A lot of Love Island like house members come here. I don't know if you watch Love Island, but no, I don't. No, no, right? Lofty's a big fan, so he knows what I'm talking about. They all come here to Dubai and, you know, just party it up, so. Yeah, Dubai goes crazy for sure. Uh, definitely a touristy city. But since you, you're from Oakville, but that's uh, pretty close to Toronto, I think Toronto is more yeah. well known. So I want to ask about Toronto and particularly Drake. I know you're pretty young, but. <laughs> What was, because people say that Drake put Toronto on the map. Like, how true do you think that is? I don't think that's really true. Um, I know Drake is like a huge artist. So, like, obviously, people do think of him a lot when they hear of Toronto. But I don't think he put him on the map. Like, I feel like that's a bit of an exaggeration. But, yeah, he definitely is, like, a huge artist there. And, like, a lot of my Canadian friends are obsessed with him. So, he's a, he's a pretty big thing there. Mm, I guess you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Drake is definitely. I mean, he's a international. He's internationally, you know, renowned and all yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but he's. I feel like in terms of the hip hop community, he's pretty much become synonymous with Toronto. Like when you think of, the, they they even call him the sixth. Yeah, dog. actually, yeah, no, I get what you yeah. mean. He he does. Yeah, he does have those Toronto connotations. So yeah. And I respect that he's still. Even though I don't, I, I listen to. I can't say I listen to a lot of Drake. It's just that I know quite a few of his songs because he's so popular. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, same thing with me. Like, I'm not a yeah. huge fan, which I feel like, I don't know if I'm a traitor for saying that, but I don't listen to, like, a lot of his music. But obviously there's, you know, his most popular songs, I feel like not not everyone, but almost everyone knows. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a revolutionary in that regard. And did you watch Suits? I did. I, well, I started, and then I'm really bad with shows. I always like get bored halfway and forget about them. So I think I watched until season two-ish, and then kind of stopped. I'm working on it, though. We're going to get back to it soon. Mm, that yeah. slow grind. Uh, I'd say seasons one and two, I think the early seasons are the best. Like one through three, those are the best ones. Like, you know what I mean? It gets mm. pretty repetitive, and I'm like, like I said, I'm really bad with shows. Like I just sort of hop between them. So it takes me ages to finish because I just get I just need sort of like a change of scene. Um, mm. So yeah, I get you. Uh, but just on the topic of, topic of Toronto, I wanted to say that did you know that Suits was actually filmed in Toronto? Are you serious? Yeah, for real. No way! I had no idea. Yeah, I thought it was genuinely filmed in New York, but it's filmed. Yeah. They do a lot of their filming. I think they do a little bit of filming in New York, but they do most of their filming in Toronto. Because they just, do have like a lot of like the New York skyline, so I did think it was filmed there. Mm. That's, that's cool. I didn't know that. What happens when you come to... on Olu's Bowl? You you learn some new facts, right? 
exactly just spreading some knowledge with you guys oh yeah yeah exactly but since you've been to both toronto and new york do you feel like and you didn't even realize that the show was predominantly filmed in toronto do you feel like there are a lot of similarities in terms of the structure of new york and toronto or is that a bit far-fetched um i mean they kind of have the same vibe like you know they're both really like urban built-up cities so they're kind of similar but new york is just it's way more intense like way more fast-paced um downtown toronto may be kind of similar but i think it is a bit of a stretch um but there are some similarities like yeah okay i get you and what are certain i've never been to toronto the only places in canada uh i don't know i just never really no reason i want to go there but i never had any reason to be to be there what'd you say come on you don't need a reason it's toronto yeah i probably am missing out a little bit it seems like it seems like a good city to be at uh but i want to ask like what are what are things that are unique to toronto that people should know like everyone knows about canadian maple syrup but what are some authentically Toronto things that people should be put on? Oh, I don't know. Putting me on the spot here. Um, I haven't been there in so long. I feel like things have changed. Um, but yeah, I guess the maple syrup is one that you've said. I don't feel like there's so many things that are super unique to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Are you talking in terms of like food or just in general? Just anything, honestly. I, I honestly can't think of anything. Is that really bad? <laughs> Saying that Toronto doesn't stand out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It. I feel like each, I can't think of anything specific, but I feel like, you know, each city has its own like vibe. Like it is, it does have things that stand out about it, but I can't necessarily like pinpoint what it is. You know what I mean? Hmm. I got you. I don't know. Maybe we'll come back to that question, brainstorm a little bit and get back to you. <laughs> Maybe we will. I think I think we'll come back to that question in a different form. Maybe towards Maybe. the end of the podcast. We'll see. Who knows? I don't want to give away all the secrets, you know. Oh, yeah, you, you made sure to keep it very um secretive and spontaneous. Exactly, yeah. And just for just for the guests, I don't tell the guests the questions I'm gonna ask them before I bring them on the podcast. That's I intentional. Tried. I tried like giving, getting to me to give me a few hints, but he said no. So yeah, I prepare. <laughs> yeah, it's intentional because like I don't want people to prepare. I don't want it to be like an interview. You know, yeah, I just yeah. want it to be a casual kind of conversation. So yeah, you tried to pry some answers out of me. I, I did. Nah. I gave it my best shot, but I guess I failed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you also transitioning away from Toronto for now. You also do a bit of artwork. Like in the yearbook, we saw when I was tr- we were trying to find some uh, art student produced artwork to include. We had some work from you, I believe, and I remember like seeing you with some other people in the art in the art department quite a bit when we were in like tenth grade, so year eleven. So what? How did you get into art? Like, um, I think at the time of picking my GCSEs, like I picked a lot of really like STEM sort of subjects. Like I'm a really science person. Um, so I just wanted to pick a subject that would sort of be sort of like a break. You know what I mean? It gets pretty intense. You're just working constantly. Um, so I wanted to, yeah. So I think that's why I chose art. It was 
it turned out to not be such a break because it is a really like stressful GCSE to take, but I did really enjoy it. It's a, it's a different change of pace. Um, and yeah, I found out that I did have a little knack for art and I was a little artistic. That's actually some of my um, art up there back from the GCSE days, which is nice. Oh, the violin, uh, yeah. I think it's called the scroll. Yeah, so for my first for my first year, because GCSE is obviously two years, so the first year of the course, I my project was based around musical instruments, which is really random because I'm not musical at all. But <laughs> um, I just yeah, so I did a lot of studies of violins and that's like ink and stuff. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean they look pretty accurate. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's some of my favorite work. Though. That's probably my favorite piece. Um, oh wow. Yeah, so you're getting a, a sneak peek right there. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. Um, do you think I have another question about artistic ability? Because for me, I was never, I mean, yeah, we had to do art when we were, you know, younger, you know, before, yeah. even before GCSEs, it was mandatory from up until year nine, which is eighth grade. And I was never good at art, as in, I was consistently one of the worst in our class when it came to art. And it was just, yeah, it, like I thought I was average, but then I was looking at other everyone else's pieces and then mine was way worse. So I just kind of wonder, do you think art is more, artistic ability is more like just, is it born out of natural ability or develop, developing skills? I think that some things you need to have sort of like a natural knack for like you need really steady hands like obviously like painting and doing all that stuff that sort of thing maybe you need a natural knack for but I I actually towards like the end of my art course like I was looking at my um, artwork from the beginning and I was horrible like I was really bad so it you do actually like practice makes perfect and I think you do really improve with time like I definitely was not one of the best um, in my art class either um, by any standards but I just over time once you do something consistently like i was doing it for two years you really do improve so i think it's a bit of both but i don't think it's just strictly based on like natural talent huh interesting because i mean i i do agree that the more you do it you'll, the, the better you'll become at it but the thing is you're only going to practice something if you're taking it seriously right so yeah. if you're you you know, you're 10, you're 11, that's GCSC time, that's high school, you know, you're going to be practicing your art. I'm talking about when we were in, we were in like your six, seven, eight, so fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, people yeah. didn't really care about art. People just came to art to like, just play around and draw yeah. stuff. It was, like a, it was like a break, right? Because the art teacher yeah. always chill as well. You would just come and mess around. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess it, it obviously like it does have a bit of like you need to sort of be naturally inclined as well. And I, I did really like art as a kid. Like I would just draw and, and paint random things. Um, but I, I, I still stick by saying that I do think it doesn't have to be just natural. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Like if you took GCSE art to me, you probably would have been really good. You I mean, if I took GCSE art, I would have failed the class. <laughs> so I don't think I would have. I think it would have been a waste of a subject for me. It would have it would have taken because I see how long really talented artists spend just creating a piece, and those forever. people who are actually sorry, what you say? It takes forever. It really does. It takes like a huge chunk of your time. So you do need to be really like dedicated to it. Yeah, and those people are, are actually 
good at their craft, I would have to spend time like developing the skills needed to be good at the craft and then also try to execute, you know, some sort of some sort of assignment, which is, you know, important for my grade. So I would have just I would have wasted a lot of time. It would have been a horrible subject for me to take. But I do have a lot of respect for people who are good at art, I must say. Yeah, but you're 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 pretty artistic in other ways. Like you're very musical. Um, Sorry, what you say about after you, artistic? Yeah, I said that you're you're pretty musical and uh, you're pretty artistic in your own way. Like you're really musical and you do lots of instruments and stuff. So it's you can just tell people that you're artistic. It's a different kind. Yeah, a podcast is a form of art. So there you, you know, go. <laughs> can spin that in my favor a little bit. Exactly. And since you brought up music, I also want to transition to. Um, the kind of music you listen to. So, um, Brent, Life was a movie, and Two Habesha's the sequel. What do those mean to you? Did you stalk my Spotify? I did my research. Oh my gosh, that's really scary. Um, so, okay, so Brent, I recently started listening to Brent Fayaz's music. I really love him. I don't know if I said his last name right. Um, but yeah, he he's just amazing. So I made a whole playlist with my favorites from his albums. So that's that one. What were the other ones you said? Two I said uh, Life Was a Movie. Oh, so that's just like my, um, that's just my playlist for, I don't know, like feel good songs. So my music taste is kind of all over the place. Um, I feel like I do listen to quite a bit of pop, but also very like R&B as well. Um, and a bit of, I think it's called like alternative or indie. Um, so yeah, that playlist is just a mix of different sort of songs and vibes and then my two herbaceous playlist is um so a couple years ago i think it was summer of 2017 2016 um was the first time i went back to toronto after moving to abu dhabi um and so me and my best friend we found a song that was called herbacea by bram riddles it was this really random song we really loved it and that kind of became our like theme song of the summer i don't know if that makes any sense but then we just sort of made a collaborative playlist um, with a bunch of songs that we like. So that's that's the story behind the playlist. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And when you brought up Song of the Summer, uh, that's that's a legit thing. Like, I think everyone, like, there's always a song that you're bumping in every summer that reminds you of a certain, that, that, whole, that whole vibe, like whatever was going on in that time period, there's always a song that brings brings you back to that moment. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, do you have any songs of the summer from uh, 2020? Oh, um, to be honest, because it was quarantine, like I can't even remember what summer was. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it all feels the mm. same. But I think, yeah. oh, I don't know. What songs did come out? I feel like I feel like this was after summer, but you know, um, Physicians by Ariana Grande. I think, I don't I think I've heard lot. it. I don't know the song too well, but I think yeah. I've heard it. So, I don't listen to her a lot, but that was a good song. That was on repeat for a while. Um, mm. Let me do a quick scan on Spotify. Maybe I can tell you. Um, what did you, what do you listen to? I feel like I don't know your music taste. Yeah. Like, uh, put you on the spot instead. For me, yeah, okay. Now I'm in the <laughs> hot seat. Yeah. I think for me... You know, I, I wish I was one of those guys who say, like, yeah, I listen to everything. I think Aaron, Aaron, I believe he's he's been on the podcast. I think he was brought on. He goes to Penn. I think okay. he was brought on on episode seven. 
Okay. Yeah. He he's one of those guys who listens to that, who listens to everything. Uh, oh, really? which is pretty dope, yeah. Like everything. But really I just like good music, but really my taste is more skewed towards rap, hip hop, okay. and then a, a a little bit of pop. Right? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I I like some R and B. Like my R and B is pretty much the weekend. Cause I'm a big he's the weekend. So good. He's he's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, I mean we we spoken about after hours and how we, had, we good debated a what that was. His, yeah what his best songs were. I'm gonna yeah. put a pretty controversial statement out there. I don't like Blinding Lights. Ooh. I don't I don't understand the hype. I'm sorry. Ooh. I feel like I, his album was amazing, but. Blinding Lights was nowhere near my favorite, I would say. I'm sorry. I, think, I, know, I'm, I, know, I'm, I know I'm hurting you with that. You really love it, but I just don't get it. Here's the thing. I think I actually, even though I disagree with you, I see where you're coming from, I think, because I, Blinding Lights was, it was also a TikTok challenge. It was like an international, you know, okay. hit. It was being played everywhere. And I think the more a song is being played the more it kind of becomes, you know, saturated in your ear and then yeah. you kind of want to hear anymore. I mean, I heard it a lot and I still didn't like it. So I don't know how true that, that statement is, but, you know. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. for me, when I first heard it, that was, I didn't even know it was such a big, it was a huge song when I heard it. But when I heard it, I was like, yeah, this song is, this is the truth. It was one, It was in my top two, that song and Faith. Faith is amazing. Faith is yeah. probably one of my top as well. I really like yeah. um, Miss No Child. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a big fan. Are you serious? Yeah. That yeah. was probably my number one. Snow Child, Escape from LA, and After Hours is pretty good as well. The, yeah. Um, but can you I, believe he didn't, he didn't get nominated for the Grammys? Yeah, we, we actually spoke about this uh, on the podcast with uh, JD. But it yeah. was best. And he, he threw like a pretty big like fit about it, as he should. Like It was just... I mean, I don't, yeah, see, I don't know if he was a bit outspoken, but I would, I would be pissed if I was him. Like, he was on the top charts for, like, a whole year consecutively. So, yeah, it's I, just like... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Yeah, I was just like, how did he not get nominated? Yeah, I was, I also had the same reaction, and for the most part, I agree with you, because, yes, the Grammys are not all about numbers, but if you're doing historical numbers... Like Blinding Lights was the number one single on Spotify in 2020. Um, if you look at the Billboard number one, uh, number one chart, the, the Billboard like number one charting album for across all 2020, the one the album that was there for the longest amount of time was I think Folklore by Taylor Swift. Number two was After Hours by The Weeknd. You know it, people it was uh, what is it? People music critics liked it a lot. Fans liked it a lot. It was yeah. huge by mainstream artists. And I believe he deserves to have been at, at least nominated for a Grammy. And, you know, there's a bit of controversy surrounding that. That I mean, alleged controversy surrounding that. I don't know how true it is. I don't want to get too much into rumors and stuff like that. But the only thing is, even though I wouldn't be annoyed if I were him, um... I feel like he cared too much because, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I feel like because the Grammys, you know, some people, pl plenty of artists have felt like they've been snubbed from the Grammys. So 
I think the weekend should have just said, okay, I make good music. I'm confident in that. Even though I didn't get nominated, I'm going to roll with it. And he could have voiced his, you know, his, um, his concerns about the Grammys once, and then maybe that would have been fine. But I feel like he kind of took it too far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, it is frustrating, I, I think, for him in his mm. position. Obviously, like, he works hard as well. I think, was it the second year that he wasn't nominated? Like, two years consecutively, he wasn't. Or was that just the first year? I'm not sure. Yeah, and I don't know either. I think it might have been the second. Don't quote me on that. So, I, I can get where he's coming from. But, yeah, I agree. He might have taken it a bit too far. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, we were talking about this earlier arts you know it's time consuming it takes a long time to make an art form so the fact that he was snubbed is kind of sucks for him you know but you know it is what it is yeah yeah he has has a song with ariana grande i don't know if it's out or or dropping soon is it out i think he i don't know he made one with her ages ago is there another one coming like recently i mean yeah i've been seeing some stuff about it recently maybe by the time this Episode drops, it'll be out, but we'll see. Maybe, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. New heat on the way. Oh, yeah. And there was something I saw in your playlist called, and it's a song called Dreaming by Small Pools from the Love Tap album, which I yeah. actually know. Yeah. What are your yes, thoughts okay. on that song, like, and the vibes? Mm, so I, I think I listened to that song and I was like, 12 i think it was the summer when i moved from toronto and you know when you like i think this is not just related to music but it's just like you know stuff from your childhood just gives you like good vibes like so it's a song that i've been listening to for years um and i find that like a lot recently as well i've been listening to a lot of like 2010s and 2000s music just because it, it just makes me feel happy and i have another another playlist if you did your research it's called nostalgia and it's just a bunch of like music that i used to listen to when i was like 10 12. Um, so Small Pools, or yeah, Dreaming by Small Pools, that was one of the songs that I think I listened to the most um, back then. So it just gives me really good vibes. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about music because the, the, cause music often has that nostalgic factor attached to it. And different people who have heard the same song might feel that same sense of nostalgia, but the memories associated with that nostalgia could be different. Yeah. And, for you, listening to Dreaming reminds you of moving to, moving to was it moving to Abu Dhabi from Toronto, right? Yeah. yeah. When you're around twelve, for me that song reminds me of summer vacation around 2014. So I think I was also about twelve. Same summer. I was, I, did it come out that summer? I feel like it came out then. It's um, very possible it did because it was in the FIFA 14 soundtrack, and usually they use recent songs. Songs that just come out, so and I think yeah. it was like viral at the time. Like everyone was listening to it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I love the song. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really dope song. Good vibes, and yeah. for me, it reminds me of just playing FIFA because FIFA FIFA fourteen is the first FIFA game that I really got into, and it just reminds me of like me sitting on my couch in the summer playing FIFA, and the song was in the soundtrack. The song was in the game soundtracks. So I'd be you know playing playing the game and hearing it and i just like the vibes and the drums and the the yeah. high pitch vocals uh, it's, yeah i think it's it just sounds energetic. good like i just i don't know just really like good vibes so yeah yeah shout out to small pools if you're trying to be on the <laughs> podcast you know we'll have you on 
Hit him up. Yeah, they'll be the yeah. second best guest you've had after me. That's highly questionable. No, like no, all no. my guests. Excuse me. <laughs> I want to transition away from music and move on to the topic of life sciences. And you brought this up earlier. You said that you've always been pretty sciencey. How yeah. did you know that this life science grind was for you? Um, to be honest, I feel like it was just the the subject that I might have disliked the least. Um, I don't know. I've always like I've always enjoyed it and I've been good at it. Um, so I okay. just kind of. <laughs> Whoa, like, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been good, you know, not like yeah. a you know, I'm not doing my own horn. I was I was fine with it. So I just thought like, OK, yeah, I'm going to carry on with this. Um, but yeah, I've also I'm also majoring in economics as well. So two completely different things. But I just thought I'd throw them together. OK, because yeah. when we were like because when we were when we were graduating you know we had that bcat class of 2020 page yeah. i don't think it said i don't if i remember correctly i don't think it said econ on there no so did you it just didn't. decide that now um i think even at the time of applying like i did really like economics but i just felt i don't know i was like i'm more likely to go into bio in the future because i was considering medicine um but i kind of just ended up like thinking like i don't want to decide between the two so i'm just going to do them and I think when you apply to you feel like you have to apply to one field. So mm. I had to choose life sciences, but then later on they give you the option to like double major or do minors and whatever else you want. So hmm. I got you. Yeah. So they give you a little bit of uh, versatility once you actually matriculate into the program. Yeah. And I actually really enjoy that because I feel like, and I, I think you have this as well. Like, I just feel like your degree is kind of customizable. Like you can kind of choose whatever you want to learn. Like I did a completely random um, course. I've never done like social sciences, but I did like a criminology course. I did a politics course as well. So it's stuff that I've never gotten to experience before, which I really enjoy. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a benefit of being in the North American system. You get to learn about topics outside of the your main field of study, which allows you to explore other interests or find interests you don't, you didn't realize you had. Like yeah, through. and it's really, yeah, sorry. It's no, really ahead, strange. I'll, I'll talk to my UK friends where like all of them, I don't think, I think I have just like a couple friends going elsewhere, but majority of them are in the UK and they all have, like, it's completely different. They all have like a timetable set for them. Whereas like, you know, we pick our courses and we pick our classes, like everything is set out for them. So there's a lot less like, I guess, like you said, versatility and sort of, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but you get what I mean, right? Like you get less choice, I guess, um, mm. which is which has its own positives, but I think I, I quite enjoy being able to kind of experience different things. Mm. I agree with you, because uh, for me, I don't know what my major is going to be, but since I'm in their business school, it's probably going to be maybe finance and marketing, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But. I took a history, my, my favorite class has been my history, African world history class that I took last semester, which oh, is completely so unrelated to, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's not related to my field of study at all. You know, it's just a dope class that was fun to do. And it's something that, because some critics of this system, of the North American system might be like, oh, you know, you're wasting a year of your life doing stuff that isn't applicable to your major or directly applicable to your major but i feel like the skills you learn are valuable i don't know if it's you agree on skills. that yeah 
like they're all skills that you can apply elsewhere it's not just about your degree or your major but yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah the one thing that i did not like like especially doing these like humanities and social science courses was the reading like oh my gosh i'm still not used to that i don't know if you you probably had that in like your history class yeah yeah. yeah and i'm so because obviously the being a science student we don't really get that many readings and even in brighton like in our courses we had nothing right um but i took like in one of my electives this semester i <laughs> i remember one week he gave us like 70 pages of reading plus like an hour podcast and i was like bro come on i don't have time for this so i just i scrapped it i hope he's not watching this podcast but you know <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it 70 pages is a lot uh i have yeah i have a class in fact a class i'm taking right now it's a music and culture class and uh yeah that class has a lot of a lot of readings we gotta do we gotta listen to some excerpts as well and i remember at the beginning of the semester i was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna eat this class you know i'm gonna do every single reading all of that and I saw the size of the readings just multiply and multiply, and I was just like, uh, I'll, I'll do these readings. I don't need to do them. Do... Yeah, I was like, kind of, because I was like, I'll do these readings, but I, I just want to get an understanding of the text. I don't need to read everything back to front to get that understanding, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I kind of defi- gave up halfway. I was like, I cannot do this, so... Yeah, it's definitely a big adjustment from where we came from because even for what you you took two sciences math and uh econ but even for yeah. your most qualitative subject which is econ you didn't do it wasn't like we didn't have readings and yeah, all that no yeah. at all yeah and even even because i'm obviously i'm taking econ uni as well like we still don't really have readings it's these like sort of social science i guess if you can just branch them all under that umbrella like those majors have a lot of readings and it's just insane like i don't know how like for me it's just one course i'm taking it's just an elective and even i'm finding that hard so i don't understand people who are actually majoring in it deal with that i don't know but respect to them it takes a lot of time yeah they're built different yeah respect to them (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah um i I wanted to transition to um, the Old Swell Bowl, and that's where we ask you off-the-cuff questions about the um, stuff you've talked about on the podcast. It might be somewhat related to what you were talking about. It might be somewhat unrelated to what you're talking about. But yeah, let's just go ahead and fire. All right. Would you rather only be able to use a fork as your only utensil for the rest of your life? Or would you rather only be able to use a spoon and why? Um, I think fork. Can we choose a fork as an option? No, right? No. Nah. <laughs> I think fork because I feel like sometimes you can actually, you know, spoon stuff up with a fork. It's kind of versatile that way. Whereas a spoon, you can't really, it's just a spoon, you know? Mm. So I, I would definitely say fork. I would say a spoon. Are you and serious? Reason, why? I feel like it has more versatility because. Anything, no. if you can, anything that you use a fork to pick up, you can probably use the sp- a spoon to pick up, or you can use like the the edge of a spoon to like, cut into smaller pieces, or your hands and then eat it. But you can't eat 
yogurt or soup or anything like that with a fork it's just gonna fall right through sure. i'm not a very big soup person so i feel like um it i i would be okay with a fork but i don't know sometimes you know like you said using the spoon to cut doesn't work you know mm. really i'm gonna stick with fork i feel like you've made the wrong decision for me oh, i guess we'll have to agree to disagree because like, it probably just depends on your cuisine uh like yeah. I mean, do what kind of cuisine are you do you usually eat at home? Mm, I don't know. I eat a lot of pasta. So <laughs> I feel like you you need a fork for that. You know, like a spaghetti. How are you gonna eat that with a spoon? That's a good point. See, yeah. There you go. Um, what else do I eat? I eat like I eat like a lot of rice as well. But you can eat that with a fork. It's a little tough, but you know, we like a challenge. Um, I, I mean, I usually eat rice with a fork, so almost yeah, always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's just the way we we ate it growing up, just in our okay. household, we just ate it with a fork. But I've seen people eat it with a spoon, and I think I think eating it with a spoon might make more sense because you can probably yeah. get more grains in a spoon. Definitely, than you can yeah. Get in a fork. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. If you could have dinner with three specific people dead or alive who would they be oh um it's a common um, question i feel like this is a the most quintessential podcast question there is you know i've heard i've heard this question so much but i've never actually thought about it like i don't know who i would who i would pick um give me a minute let me think this through who would you pick? I'll I'll think about it while I listen to your answer. Uh, you know, I don't even prepare answers to these questions. You know, <laughs> but off the top of my head, I can probably dead or alive. Hmm. Here's the thing, dead or alive, I would probably stray away from alive simply because I could have dinner with them in a different scenario, and I've had dinner with them before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, yeah. So it would probably be people who I've never had the opportunity to interact with at all, you know, and maybe be tough. Maybe MLK, Martin Luther King yeah. Jr., icon. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, can't imagine being in his shoes. I wonder how how that would be like because I don't even know how you and he was able to be so successful. Yeah, uh, sure. definitely him. Second, it's tough. It's tough See, it's question. a tough question. I have one person that I thought of. Um, yeah. This might be like a kind of nerdy answer, not really. I don't know. Um, but I used to really. I'm I'm a big reader. Like I love reading books. Um, and as a child, I think like the first series that I really got into was Harry Potter. You know, typical. Um, so maybe J.K. Rowling. I don't know. I don't know how interesting of a person she is, but um, I feel like. When I was younger, I would have loved that. So maybe her. Yeah. 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 I mean, Harry Potter legendary series. We actually briefly mentioned Harry Potter on the episode with Shad. Shad, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, you watched <laughs> yeah. it? Okay. I did, of course. Big Olu Swole supporter. Yeah. You know the vibes. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, she's from Bristol as well. J.K. Rowling. So there's a bit yeah. of connection there. I know. Yeah. Might actually get to have dinner with Shahad. Who knows? Yeah, 
Who Maybe. knows? <laughs> One day we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You got two more? It's a tough question. I can't. I don't know. See, you can't even. You can't even think of two more on the spot either. I probably could. I probably could. Oh, on that. Thought about it. <laughs> if I thought about it, maybe. Huh. It's. I mean. It'd probably be. I'd have to have a musician in there. Maybe someone like. Uh, one of the one of those. Goats when it comes to uh, musicians. Maybe yeah. like Frank's, maybe either Frank Sinatra or Biggie, one of those two, yeah. as a musician. Just because they're so iconic. And yeah. Number, number three, Babe Ruth, the baseball player. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. So you've got a three. I, I can't. I'm so bad with these on-the-spot questions. Like, I really, like, panic. So. Uh, it's cool. It's a it's a <laughs> chill, supportive environment, you know, yeah. low stakes. We can move on from that and transition to another question about Toronto, aka the six. I love okay. calling Toronto the six for some reason. All right. Yeah, you <laughs> do. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I mean Drake calls himself the six god, so it's kind of yeah. a boss nickname. Of course. Uh, what are three main attractions in Toronto that you have enjoyed or would you, that you would recommend? Okay, so this one is not specifically in Toronto, but Canada's Wonderland. I'm a huge roller coaster Canada's person. Canada's what, sorry? Canada's Wonderland. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a huge roller coaster person. Love them. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that. I think that's like the best theme park I've been to. Um... Aside from that, I mean, I feel like CN Tower is like a pretty, like, sort of the main answer you would get. So I don't know if I'd say that, but it is cool. Um, have you been inside it? Yeah, I have. I went. It was like a school trip in like grade four, um, and we all went to the top. And some something cool. Here's a little CN Tower fact: if you dropped a penny from the top of the CN Tower, like it drops with speed so fast that it would cut through someone's head. Whoa. Yeah. So that really traumatized me hearing that as like a 10 year old. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I'd say CN Tower. I don't know, other, other food attractions I would say, there's this little um, bakery in Toronto and um, they do these like ice cream sandwiches, but they make like all the ice cream at their bakery. And so they have these really cool, crazy flavors. Um, and that's like my favorite, like every summer without fail, we go there like multiple times um, just for their ice cream sandwiches. It's called, ba did I say the name already? Baker Bots? I think maybe. I'm yeah, not sure. so Baker Boss is definitely one of my favorite places to go. Um, and then the third attraction. Oh, the okay. There's a little butterfly. I think it's called the Butterfly Conservatory. Um, you can just go inside and just kind of like chill observe. with the butterflies. <laughs> yeah, observe the observe the butterflies. Oh, and Bird Kingdom. I think there's quite a few. Like, if this is not just specific to Toronto, like I know they have these around the world. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I just remember, like, associating my summers in Toronto with those with those places. And Bird Kingdom's really cool as well. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you watch the sunset from the from the bird observatories? I don't know. I think you probably can. They have like a lot of windows, so you know maybe you could do that kind of multitask. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two for one. Exactly. I know you said the CN Tower was pretty typical, but that's when i think of toronto and infrastructure 
not infrastructure that's a bad word to use toronto built iconic buildings that's one of the things that i think about so if i had yeah. an opportunity to go there i would definitely check that out sounds like a cool. dope place to be yeah of yeah. course i would put that on your list yeah it is on my list already <laughs> i appreciate okay, the well, added support there you go i'm just trying to be enthusiastic <laughs> no nah, you're good you're good so uh thanks for zan for coming on the podcast i appreciate you you know taking time every day to be on here thank you for having me i really enjoyed it yeah no problem it was a great episode uh, best episode yet we'll see we'll see <laughs> that's uh right. everyone feels their episode is the best so you that's know we'll see thing to say. yeah <laughs> All This Swole is available on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, our socials are linked in the description. Thank you guys for listening and peace.